Welcome to the evening episode of Honey in the Rock. We hope you've had a great day and we've got a great show ahead for you. Stick with us. This evening's episode is titled The Jacob and Joseph Reunion. It will be focused on the study of Genesis chapter 46. Before going any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a wonderful love. It was a privilege to see how in the end Jacob was able to see his son again, Joseph. And Lord, it's amazing to see how the footsteps of the righteous are led by God and how you foreplan everything and predestinate it. Speak to us for the remainder of this episode in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Genesis chapter 46. Chapter 46 And Israel took his journey with all that he had, and came to Beersheba, and offered sacrifices unto the God of his father Isaac. And God spake unto Israel in the visions of the night, and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here am I. And he said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not to go down into Egypt, for I will there make of thee a great nation. I will go down with thee into Egypt, and I will also surely bring thee up again. And Joseph shall put his hand upon thine eyes. And Jacob rose up from Beersheba, and the sons of Israel carried Jacob their father and their little ones and their wives in the wagons which Pharaoh had sent to carry him. And they took their cattle and their goods which they had gotten in the land of Canaan, and came into Egypt. Jacob and all his seed with him, his sons and his sons' sons with him, his daughters and his sons' daughters, and all his seed brought he with him into Egypt. And these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Jacob and his sons, Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, and the sons of Reuben, Hanuk, and Phalu, and Hezron, and Carmi, and the sons of Simeon, Jemuel, and Janan, and Odad, and Jachin, and Zohar, and Shal, the son of a Canaanitish woman, and the sons of Levi, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari, and the sons of Judah, Ur, and Onan, and Shelah, and Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. And the sons of Pharez were Hezron and Hamul, and the sons of Issachar, Tola, and Fuva, and Job, and Shimron, and the sons of Zebulun, Sirid, and Elon, and Jaliel. These be the sons of Leah, which she bare unto Jacob in Padan Aram, with his daughter Dinah. All the souls of his sons and his daughters were thirty and three. And the sons of Gad, Ziphion, and Hagi, Shunai, and Esbon, Eri, and Eridai, and Arelai, and the sons of Asher, Jimna, and Ishua, and Isui, and Bariah, and Sarah their sister, and the sons of Bariah, Heber, and Malkiel. These are the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to Leah his daughter, and these she bare unto Jacob, even sixteen souls, the sons of Rachel, Jacob's wife, Joseph, and Benjamin. And under Joseph in the land of Egypt were born Manasseh and Ephraim, which Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bare unto him. And the sons of Benjamin were Bela, and Beker, and Ashbel, Jira, and Naaman, Ehi, and Rosh, Muppam, and Hoppam, and Ard. These are the sons of Rachel, which were born to Jacob. All the souls were fourteen. And the sons of Dan, Hushim, and the sons of Naphtali, Jaziel, and Gunai, and Jezer, and Shilam, 
These are the sons of Bilhah, which Laban gave unto Rachel his daughter, and she bare these unto Jacob. All the souls were seven. All the souls that came with Jacob into Egypt, which came out of his loins, besides Jacob's sons' wives, all the souls were threescore and six. And the sons of Joseph, which were born him in Egypt, were two souls. All the souls of the house of Jacob, which came into Egypt, were threescore and ten. And he sent Judah before him unto Joseph, to direct his face unto Goshen. And they came into the land of Goshen, and Joseph made ready his chariot, and went up to meet Israel his father to Goshen, and presented himself unto him. And he fell on his neck, and wept on his neck a good while. And Israel said unto Joseph, Now let me die, since I have seen thy face, because thou art yet alive. And Joseph said unto his brethren, and unto his father's house, I will go up, and show Pharaoh, and say unto him, My brethren and my father's house, which were in the land of Canaan, are come unto me. And the men are shepherds, for their trade hath been to feed cattle. And they have brought their flocks, and their herds, and all that they have. And it shall come to pass, when Pharaoh shall call you, and shall say, What is your occupation? That ye shall say, Thy servant's trade hath been about cattle from our youth, even until now, both we and also our fathers. That ye may dwell in the land of Goshen, for every shepherd is an abomination unto the Egyptians. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled Israel and the Church Part 2. We'll begin at paragraph 41 to paragraph 92. This was preached in 1953 on March the 26th. I hope you'll find it a blessing. People were living in the end time. How many of you people heard years ago down here, one day was going to have me arrested down here for preaching on that mark of the beast? When I said that Mussolini, when he first came in power 20-some-odd years ago, I said, if Mussolini ever goes towards Ethiopia, mark this down, there will never be peace till Jesus Christ comes. Now I said, there will be three great is is isms. Communism, fascism, and uh, Nazism. I said, they'll wind up in one ism, and that one ism will dominate the world and will burn the Vatican City. You remember me saying that years and years and years ago, and just exactly that way. I said, just before that time comes, that automobiles, which is built that old straight back 20 years ago, 25 years ago, you can remember 20 years anyhow. I said, they'll look like an egg. They'll be shaped. That's the vision. Is something going to shape something like that? And that's the way they'll be. Just before the rapture. But God's just now loosening up the church everywhere, getting in order now so he can get into the rapture. God give it rapture and faith before it can go in the rapture. The people are in the spirit of the last days. Just like there was in the days of Noah, eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, unconcerned, don't care, walk around, anything else. And these American people is the worst on the face of the earth. Heady, high-minded, incontinent, fierce, and despisers of know-it-all. If there's any place in the world with my Bible over my heart and God knowing it, I, looking down on me, I know I may have to stand before him before morning. If I had to say so, the place needs missionaries worse than any place in the world is the USA, the United States of America. The greatest bunch of heathens that I know of anywhere is in America. Heathen means unbeliever. 
Oh, they believe theology. You're so calloused and drugged back to you can't speak to them in no way. I didn't take a man out there never heard of God worshiping an idol and do more with him in five minutes than you could do with a fellow that professes to be a Christian, an old moss back something that's hung along and had a lot of this embalming fluid and jerked into his veins, but in mind, one of old cold marge down here somewhere like an undertaker establishment. That's right. Sit around down there, go in, put, I go in them old, big old churches and puts me in the mind of a, a morgue. The spiritual thermometer go a hundred below zero. You have to wade yourself in almost. I'm not saying it for a joke, but it's a truth. Some of them know no more about God. Stand up there and say, well, no, I'll tell you. God, it's all my goodness. Are you deceiver of man? You stay out of the kingdom of God and teach others to stay out. They put some fluid in, like taking a dead man to a morgue. They, they take all of his blood out and put something in there to be sure that he's dead. Well, that's about the way they do. Take what little religion the people's got or what little faith they got and inject some old and, and theology into them. It kills them worse and keeps them dead. That's all. That's right. Terrible. My. And then they say, oh... I said to a woman, are you a Christian? She said, I'll give you to understand I'm an American. I said, that's not what I asked you. <laughs> Another one comes to the platform and said, Brother Bosworth said, are you a Christian lady? She said, well, the very, well she said, I'll give you to understand I burn a candle every night. <laughs> oh, my. Burn a candle every night makes you a Christian. You're going to burn the whole world for it never help you. Until a burning fire of the Holy Ghost has cleansed your soul from sin, you're still a sinner. In the heart. Well, I live in America. Well, that don't make any difference. That don't make anything. God don't respect me because I'm an American. He doesn't expect a German because he's a German or a, or a Poland because he's from Poland. He doesn't respect the African because he's from Africa. God's not interested in Africa, neither is he interested in Germany, or neither is he interested in the United States. God's interested in one kingdom, and that's the kingdom of God. Amen. And men from all nations come into it, and they're born into it Amen. through the seed of Abraham, which was Jesus Christ, Amen. and are heirs according to the promise. Every nation under the heaven is dominated by Satan. The Bible said so. Boy, that's but a choking thing, didn't it? Satan took Jesus Christ up and showed him all the kingdoms of the world. Is that right? And he said, they're mine, and I'll do with them what I wish to, and I'll give them to you if you'll fall down and worship me. Jesus said, get thee hence, Satan. See? Jesus knew he was going to fall heir to them kingdoms. Now, over in Revelations, when the ending up of the world, the Bible said, rejoice, ye heavens, and all ye holy prophets, for the kingdoms of this world has become the kingdoms of our Lord and His Christ, and He will rule and reign forever. Amen. Daniel saw Him as a rock hewed out of the mountain, roll in and strike the image in the feet and break it to pieces, and the kingdom of God grew. When Christ takes over in the millennium, there will be no sickness, no sorrow. Every, all the arms will be beat into plowshares and will study war no more. That's all. It will all be over. When Jesus comes, 
Until then, as long as Satan's uh, dominating the nations, then there will be wars and rumors of wars until Jesus comes. Amen. God help us. As I look at you and realize tonight, stand your teaching out of the Word of God, that you're an eternity-bound people. Every man and woman, boy and girl in here is going to stand in the presence of Christ someday. I'll have to answer for what I said before you as this servant. Why would I shun to tell you the truth of God? God has so honored the word that I have preached till he swept it around the world and honored it in the king's palaces and everywhere. And not one time has he said anything but what is just exactly the way he said it. Then surely he wouldn't let me tell something that was wrong. I'm saying tonight, my Christian friend, no matter what church you belong to, wherever you are, if you're not into the kingdom of God by the baptism of the Holy Spirit bringing you into the body of Christ, you press in now. For you don't know what hour he's coming. Israel, down there now in Egypt, type of the church being called out. Exodus, the first chapter. Israel, Located in Egypt after Joseph. It gives me just exactly about around 30 minutes. I'll try to compile as much of it as I possibly can. Now, they were located in Egypt because of the drought. Isaac going down and taking the patriarchs and there they lived in Goshen. But Joseph... When he died, a beautiful illustration, he made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and made mention concerning his bones. Listen, if you excuse me, I like to drop. You know, if you read the word right like it's here, it's all right, but you sure miss the meanings of it. The word is written between the lines. Jesus said, I've hid it from the eyes of wise and prudent and reveal it to babes such as will learn. These theological seminaries are just like them priests was back there and the high priests and all of them that read the Word but failed to see Jesus being the Christ. See what I mean? Now, look at those patriarchs. Why did old Jacob, when he died down there in, in Egypt, he said, don't you bury me here, and he bade Joseph put his hand upon that crippled thigh and swear by God that he would not bury his bones in there. Did you know that? that take me back to my homelands and bury me. Look at Job back there, setting broke out full of oil. And he cursed the day he was born. The oldest book in the Bible is Job. It was written before Genesis. Watch him standing there combing his, with a crop, setting out in the back on an ash heap. I preached on that here one time for about three months straight. Some people get right in town and said, Brother Bill, when are you ever going to get Job off the ash heap? <laughs> and I, I, about him sitting there. That great time of decision. Something had to be done. That zero hour. But you know what happened when we got him off the ash heap? Something happened. That's the way we try to do these revivals. We get the attention of the people pointed to Christ and hold these places so you can get a place you drive it in. That's the thing. That's Holy Spirit getting ready. 
feel the Spirit moving amongst the people. You know when the kill's ready? Notice, there Job sitting there, distressed. His wife even turned against him. Walked over and said, Job, why don't you curse God? And I said, Thou speakest like a foolish woman. He said, The Lord gave, the Lord taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Here come the church members down and sat with their backs to him for seven days. What a consolation. Said, Job, you're a secret sinner. You've been sinning. Job knowed he hadn't sinned. Showed what they knowed about it. So, in the distress, a righteous man, God dealing with a saint, he sent a man by the name of Elihu. And Elihu didn't accuse him only of accusing God. But Elihu told him, said, Now, Job, you've watched all these things. He said, Now there's coming a just one who's going to stand in the breach between the sinful man and the holy God. And then will that man, if they will go to the grave to mourn for and you perceive it not, then will he rise. Then when Job heard that, he stood on his feet. My, the lightning splashed, the thunders roared. What was it? The prophet got back into the channel of God again. My, his eyes come open. He said, I know my Redeemer liveth. Look, 4,000 years before he come on the earth, I know my Redeemer liveth. Continuation liveth. And at the last days, last 2,000 years, he'll stand up on the earth, though the skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, Amen. whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold and not another. There you are. When he got ready to die, I said, Fear me right over here in Palestine. Along came Abraham with a promise. Sarah died. He feared her right near Job. Bought a parcel of ground. When Abraham died, he slept with Sarah. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac died, he slept with Abraham. Isaac begot Jacob. Jacob died way down in Egypt. He said, don't bury me down here. Swear that you won't bury me. <laughs> here, Take my bones and bury them up there with my father. Why? Why? That's not written, brother. It's in between the lines. Joseph, when he died, said, now you put my bones here in a casket. But don't you bear me here. Don't you bear me down here. You take me up there and bear me. Up in the promised land. Bear me up there. Why? I said, God's going to visit you someday. I'm leaving my bone chair to represent something. Just as Joseph left his bones, so did Jesus leave an open tomb. Every old Hebrew beat across the back, worry and worn, stagger by there, and all those Egyptians look over and see that little old casket. I suppose to look at it here not long ago, a little old lead coffin, beat out thing. That's where his bones are supposed to lay. They have the museum there, and I looked at it and said, That's where Joseph's bones lay. When Moses picked him up, chuckled with him. And every Hebrew looking in there and say, Someday it's going to be changed down here. We're going out. The prophets, they had the beautiful coat, the one that represented Christ in every way, as we had last night's lesson. He said, because he banked on what God told Abraham. There you are. I'm still banking the same thing tonight. What God told Abraham, I'll save you and your seed. 
I believe it. Someday you're going out of here. And they believed it. And one day the old Joseph bones, Moses started out. The Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, You're forgetting something, Moses. <laughs> Go down and get the, the bones of Joseph. Moses wrapped him up and here he comes. The pillar of fire leading him on to the promised land and buried them by the side of Isaac and Jacob. Why? They know there's coming the first fruits of them that slept. They know there was coming a resurrection one of them days. They know that just one that Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. And at the last day he sent upon the earth. And they know that Job had an idea where he was going to stand. So he said, bury me here. They wanted to be with Joseph, with Job. And they buried right around there in Palestine because that was the promised land. And they know the resurrection wasn't going to be in Egypt. It wasn't going to be in Europe. It wasn't going to be somewhere else. It was going to be in Palestine. So they buried him there. Along came Jesus, they, the promised one. They'd done to him what they said they would. And all they killed him. He died. His soul ascended into hell. Priests of the souls that were in prison, taking the keys of death and hell away from the devil, returned back on Easter morning. And as he come to paradise, he knocked at the door. Hallelujah. I hear him say, children. Abraham say, who is that? I'm your seed. <laughs> seed of Abraham. Daniel said, who is that? I'm the stone that was cut out of the mountain. <laughs> there they are. The Old Testament saints. Laying there, waiting to be closed upon in paradise. He opened up the door. Abraham said, are we going out? It's almost daylight on earth. Let's get ready to go. Abraham said, can we make a little whistle stop? I'd like to look the city over. <laughs> well, yes, I'm going to visit with my disciples for 40 days. And on Easter morning, he arose. And Matthew 27 says that many of the bodies of the saints that slept in the dust of the earth rose and came out of the city and appeared to many of them in the city. I can see Sarah and Abraham coming down the street saying, Oh, honey, look there. They changed these things a little bit. Look around here how this looks. Somebody said, Who is that couple there? It seems like they're strangers. They say, We're recognized. Vanished out of their sight like he went through the wall. You know, they didn't even know see him come in. Went out. They had glorified bodies. Amen. And they appeared back on earth. Hallelujah! Our first fruits of the proof of God's power in the resurrection. Amen. There they were. Robbed and stripped principalities and tough death and hell, smothered up and rose up on Easter morning and entered into the kingdom with him. No one has said, bury me in Palestine. They know the resurrection is going to be in Palestine. Therefore, today, brother, you can have whatever you want to, all the old coal farmer religion you want to, but bury me in Christ. For those that are in Christ will God bring with him in the resurrection. Say whatever you want to, call it fanaticism. Whatever you want to do, but just let me stay in Him. For those that are in Him's coming out of the grave on the resurrection, for God shall bring them up. He promised to do it. Amen. What difference does it make if you're getting old? Well, glory to God. What does that have anything to do with it? Closer home. Amen. Oh, glory. Go to call me Holy Roller anyhow. You might as well get started. <laughs> All right. How 
that's enough to make a holy roar out of you. Well, how can I keep from being happy and know that's the truth? Why, sure I'm happy. And everybody's got that hope is bubbling up. I used to go to an old spring where I used to drink at, Junior. I used to go down there and I thought, when I was patrolling, I'd go to this old spring. I said, it's a happy thing down at Bro Mill Tower. I used to look at it and I thought, well, well what makes you so happy? Uh, it just bubble, 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 bubble all the time. Best water I ever drink. I thought, well, what makes you so happy? Because stock drinks from you? No, Brother Bill, that ain't what it is. Well, what makes you bubbling all the time? Because if, uh, if uh, somebody comes down here and gets water, uh, no, that ain't it. Well, maybe you just bubble because I drink that. No. I say, well, what's you bubbling about? If he could talk, he'd say, Brother Bill, it isn't me a bubbling, it's something behind me pushing me. Bubbling up, and when the Holy Spirit comes into a human being, there's something gushers, fountains of water that's bubbling up into everlasting life. How can you? Jesus told the woman at the well, He that drinks this water will have everlasting life. It'll be in Him. Fountains of water bubbling up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Exodus. Oh my. Think of everlasting life. After 10,000 million years has passed. When these old seas, which over two-thirds of this water, uh, uh, the earth is covered in water, are sweeping through them great dashers out there. When they roll two or three times as big as this tabernacle, bursting the ships, falling one side the other. Some of these days, brother, they'll sense heaps of high on the earth until they'll weep themselves into deserts. Well, there's no more sea, no more moons, no more stars. Hallelujah. Amen. I will be living on and ever ever born again. Men and women will be living in his majestic presence. Hunter, made conformed to the image of his only begotten son. By his grace are we saved. No more the poet said that the love of God, how rich, how pure, how fabulous and strong. It shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. How could we keep still? My. Is it proof, Brother Bam? Yeah. Now, Isaac, Jacob, and now Joseph, and Joseph died. What a perfect example that was. His bones left there for a memorial. Here not long ago, don't think Billy's in back there. <clears throat> I don't say this to him when he's around. We put a flower on his mother's grave. Decoration morning. He was crying, standing there, and I said, Billy, don't cry. Just shut your eyes. Look across the sea yonder. I said, Mother's laying there, and little sister's laying with her. But they're not there. There's an empty tomb across the sea yonder. Hallelujah. That's where I look. Just like the Hebrews looked. Someday we're going out. And someday we're going out. I never hear that ashes to ashes or dust to dust and earth to earth. But I think someday. The other day when I was preaching a funeral of an ex-sheriff here in the city. The boy had just come to Christ a few hours before dying. I seen his old gray-headed daddy reach over the casket with trembling lips and tears rolling down. 
kiss that boy goodbye and almost fell into the casket. I heard then I turned back and he dropped the flowers. Turned back and I said, ashes to ashes and dust to dust and earth to earth. I thought, some glorious day. Some golden daybreak. Jesus will come. That's right. All right. As we get towards the end of the episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful love and for your wonderful word. May you impart each and every one of it to our souls that it might bring forth fruit. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you.